forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. Although them again, we will never, never, never trust. <laughs> them not know what them do. Dig out to yai while I'm sticking like you. Blinking green while they're plotting for you. to be doing our Friday Fluent in Faith. No one I notice I said we cuz my husband has uh <laughs> become an active part of the team and he was always a part of the team. But he has been so gracious to get involved with the podcast. Um as you all know my husband's a pastor, so this is what he does all the time, you know, sharing the word of God, God's love to people bringing them into a place of understanding of, you know, who they are in Christ and how God's word helps them on life's journey. And, you know, wisdom for life is our is our tagline, impacting generations for eternity. So today we are so excited. I have been waiting. Last week we didn't do a podcast because you might hear a little bit of it in my voice now, but last week it was a rap. Like I sounded like a <laughs> a grizzly bear. <laughs> That explained. <laughs> Andrew was like, we didn't do a podcast last week. And I was like, no, we didn't do a podcast. And he was like, why? I was like, I don't know. But now I remember. Because I sound, I was so congested from something. I have no idea. I am not going to give it a name. I'm not going to amplify it. I know that my responsibility was to confess healing and believe healing over my body. And so that's what I've done. And so here we are on the other side. So if you happen to hear a little <clears throat> little raspiness in my voice or a little congestion, just know that all is well. I'm not under any kind of attack. I am the healed of God. And I walk in my healing. I walk in my covenant rights that God has made available for me. But Today, I'm so excited because we're going to be talking about a topic that, woo, as we've been kind of sharing it with our family and friends that we're going to do this topic, they was like, yes, right on. The money um, is something that we have to continuously talk about, something we have to continuously keep in the forefront. And as you know, those who follow me on the on the Fluent in Faith um, Facebook page, I already put up, even on Instagram, that we were going to be doing a podcast today, June 30th, called The Cost of Offense. Like that in itself just needs a round of applause because it's something that really, really needs to be delved into. We're going to get as far into it as we can today. 
we're going to start out by talking about how offense costs you in your home. And then we're going to kind of build from there. So get ready, get tuned in, um, um, gather with your family or your friends and everybody. Because this broadcast, not like the other ones, don't do this one, but this one is really going to bring some light to um, the stagnation that you may see in your personal life or the stagnation you may see in developing your business, the stagnation you may see even in the ministry that God has called you to. So whatever it is that you're putting your hands to, we always want to ask the Lord to search our hearts, to show us, you know, who we are in him and what it is that we could possibly be doing better. So we know through prayer and time spending with God and just on the natural scheme of things that offense, unfortunately, is one of the big, big factors that robs us as believers of um, what God has made available. So I'm going to jump right on in. My husband's going to um, start us off. We're going to read from Matthew's, I believe. Isn't that what you said, honey? Matthew's, Matthew's the 18th chapter. So yes. here's Andrew. All right, greetings, and of course, I'm excited to be on Fluent in Faith once again with my wife, Tamisha, and of course, we want to thank all of you who are showing the interest, are contacting and, and responding to her, letting her know how much that this particular broadcast is being a blessing to you, edifying and building up your faith and strengthening you, and that certainly uh, does our heart real good when we hear those things. And of course, as she says, we're talking on a subject topic that affect everyone, and that is uh, the subject about offense. Everyone has the opportunity to be offended. Everyone on some level or another has to face it and to address it. It's not a matter if, it's a matter of when, Tamisha. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think we are dealing with one of possibly most, one of the most relevant subjects mm -hmm. of, uh, of fluent in faith, maybe. Maybe. Uh, dealing mm -hmm. today because this, uh, it, it control and, and deal with us on so many levels. And there's a cost that I think yeah. that uh, Satan who brings the opportunity to be offended through situations, people, or whatever, he does not want us to know the price we pay when we choose to live offended. Now, can we live offended? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. But can we live offended and walk with God? No, okay. you can't. You can't see. So that's the price right there that it affect people relationship with God, because God cannot allow us to violate this principle, because here's what's the underlying statement. When you choose to live offended, you're also choosing to live in unforgiveness and violating the law of love, which God is love. He don't have love. That's who God he is. is so love. ultimately that's disobedience. The, the, the cardinal law of the covenant for the believer is to walk the walk of love. Right. Whether we know how to do it or understand it, it is still before all of us. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about it. First of all, where the devil does, definitely doesn't want love to reign supreme and that's in the home mm -hmm. so we're using matthew 18 19 and the scripture says from that particular book jesus says again i say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask it shall be done for them mm -hmm. look at the vastness of that passage of scripture that if two believers that's all it takes mm -hmm. will agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it will be done for them, Jesus said, of the Father which is in heaven. Now, 
then that means there's a level of power that is available to the believer when it comes to us learning the art of unity. Okay. That cannot be, that we can't get no other way. So what, one of the primary reasons why the enemy come in subtly, and by the way, let's give a working definition to offense, okay. the biblical uh, definition from We find it means from a Greek word, which means scandalon. Mm-hmm. Then it goes on to translate Satan bait, mm-hmm. stumbling block. Mm-hmm. All of that come out of that one word offense. So now that gives you a whole new picture. It mm-hmm. means when you're living offended, mm-hmm. Like the fish that bite the hook. Mm-hmm. You got it. He don't know a hook is in it, mm-hmm. but when he bite it, mm-hmm. yet he's trying to get the bait that's on it, mm-hmm. don't realize it capture him. Mm-hmm. He's actually becoming a prey mm-hmm. to that bait that he thought was mm-hmm. just simply a bait mm-hmm. when it had a hook in it. Right. Same way Satan used our fence. He hooks us, baits us, and pulls us out of place causes us to miss out on the provision of heaven. That can be related to sickness in your body. Mm-hmm. You can't receive healing mm-hmm. but simply because you're offended. Mm-hmm. And, and, and God won't violate that to heal a person who's practicing offense living. So uh, more than that, look at the needs that we need to have provided in our homes many mm-hmm. times when it comes to, and by the way, jump in here anyway, you, anytime you like. Yeah, well, since yeah. you opened it up. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, yeah. so back to bait. Let's talk about bait for yeah. a minute because yeah. <clears throat> I'm not a fisherman. You're a fisherman. Right. So you have different lures. That's what it's called, right? Right. That you throw out so that the fish can find it attractive. Right. So basically, are you telling me that bait is typically going to be something that's attractive to you? There you go. Because it's, it's got to be something that appeal or it's not a bait or it gives the, 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 the fish the desire to want to bite into that hook that's hidden in the bait. Now, when we're talking about that, then it can be also that something that you give in to your your anger, your 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 uh, 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 pride, as it were. Either one, you know, because I find akin to people who live offended all the time. Usually, they are controlling. And they are full of pride. Many times, unbeknownst, they may don't know it, but you find offense rides together with that pride and controlling. All, in other words, always the need to be right all the time. Very easily get people offended, even in the home. When it comes to the husband and the wife, that's what we're trying to address right now. So the the essence of that is, though, the awesome power of God is shut down in that home. Whether they know it or not, they can do all the praise and the dance and all the other things. But until that offense is dealt with, it holds up God's great provision. I told you earlier, one of the key reasons why Satan want to bring offense in the home is he knows the power agreement, even if we don't, that when you don't have no other route for God to fulfill a need or to supply the uh, needs or desires that want to be met in that home, he can do he can do it through agreement when you're limited in money, mm-hmm. 
when the doctor say he don't know what to do about an issue that's affecting a, a, a health problem, God is still our healer. God is still our deliverer. God is still the one who provides for us. God still know everything about our children. So the power of agreement can rescue us from situations, difficulty when we don't have anything else. So in essence, God really is your source through the power of agreement. Now, why is it that the Bible talk about agreement and it be so little in the home? Because Satan used offense as a bait to keep you out of agreement. Okay, so even when we're talking about bait, so let's maybe let's try to give like some illustrations of how that works so people can get like a really, really good picture of it. Because okay. even as we talk about bait and we talk about it being attractive mm-hmm. and you biting it, so... If I were to get offended about something um, and I'm choosing to, correct? Right. You have to choose to be offended in essence, yes. Okay. So in choosing to get offended, that means that I'm getting in, I'm getting away from the, the spirit, I'm getting away from the word of God, and I'm getting into my emotions. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Well, let me help you a little better because you're talking about, we're talking about, look what Jesus said in Luke 6, 17, verse 1. He said, then he said unto his disciples, this is the King James, it it is impossible, but that offenses will come, Mm -hmm. but woe unto him whom they come. Mm -hmm. So Jesus was saying, in essence, that it's impossible to live at a place where you don't be offended. Okay. Now, where you don't have opportunity. opportunity. All right. Look at what he said here out of the New International Version. Jesus said to his disciples, things cause people to stumble are bound to come. Mm. But woe to anyone through whom they come. Okay. So is there like a, okay, so offense, just so we can get some clarity. So yeah. offense it has the opportunity to come to all of us, but it has to come through a person. Yes. So it looks like the responsibility or the the weight of it falls on the person that brings it. Right. Okay. But then the person that accepts it is biting Satan bait. Is biting the bait. There you go. There you go. And when we bite the bait, um, then so the then our thing there's a cost you're gonna pay mm-hmm. for biting that bait. So. Because the Bible tells us that the offenses are going to come, we really need to delve into how to handle. Exactly, which is where we're on our way to. All right, we're on our way, you guys. We're on our way. (laughs) Because Jesus said it. Remember, Jesus said it. He said to his disciples, things that cause people to stumble are bound to come. Jesus said they're going to show up. It's not a matter if I'm going to have an opportunity to stumble in my walk with him. You're going to have an opportunity to stumble in your walk with him. But what I have to calculate, rather should I stumble, take the opportunity, or recognize the cost I pay for that temporal giving gratification to the flesh or my ego? Because all of that are part of the reasons why people bite the bait. You know, I expect more from a person Mm. and it causes me to stumble. Mm. You got I get offended. They don't even know it. But I'm offended because I expected more from you and you let down my expectation. Okay, so now we're in a situation where I expected something from you. You didn't give it to me. So I chose to. I choose to get offended. So in my choosing to get offended, I start justifying um, 
the offense. And I start saying stuff like, well, if he would have did blah, 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 then. And so the stumbling comes from that because then you open yourself up to the enemy's voice. Yes. And then you start listening to the enemy's voice tell you that, girl, you know, because he did blah, blah, blah. Right. Or whatever it is. It could be on the job. It could be with your child. Offense. Sorry, guys. Offense can come from anywhere. And anybody. Right. Okay. So once we recognize that, then we have to immediately make a decision. There you go. And now we're more clued in to how to handle it once we are able to recognize that this is Satan bait. Mm -hmm. This is a stumbling block for me. Mm -hmm. I choose not to pay the cost to be offended. Mm -hmm. You got it? So then uh, part of that is expectation can be that I do something for a person and they don't respond the way I want them to. Don't do it. Don't do it. No, I'm just telling you. (laughs) See, because this happens all the time. All of that is Satan bait. All of it is. And and see, he don't care how he get in. Mm -hmm. He just want in. Once he get in, he he, he ruins that which belonged to us. You know, uh, you know, the leaven, the little leaven spoils the whole batch. You know, the 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 the, 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 the Bible said the foxes, mm-hmm. you know, the little foxes. What's it spoiled the spoil the mind, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 there you go. So the little foxes, you, know, you have to recognize the little things mm-hmm. that is used by the enemy to get enrolled into our hearts and minds. We talked about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I can take somebody else's offense and begin to judge another person I ain't really met, but because how this person I call them my friend, they impart to me their, their offense, and I begin to handle another person based upon not knowing them, but what somebody else have said about them. So it not only get back, it got me judging now, because that's what you're really doing. And the the Bible say judge, not that you don't be judged. Okay, let's stay with this subject now we so. staying with it we staying with it we're organically flowing yes. this morning because yes. these are things that you know we got to stay focused on and remember um it's offense is like because okay so i'll just i'll just share so you know i don't mind being transparent i will not say any names for the sake of <laughs> andrew over here laughing at me but no 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 seriously like okay so the other day okay Day before yesterday, okay. I was having a. I was downstairs listening to some music, and um, I was listening to Molly music on Pandora. Okay. And Kirk, not Kirk Franklin, but Fred Hammond came on. And Fred Hammond's old. It's the older CD, but it's the one that he has the song "Awesome God" on there, and then he has another song on there, um, "You Are Worthy." So I'm listening to the song. And I'm all feeling nostalgic and everything. And I was like, oh, because a lot of times with music, as we talked about on another podcast, you know, they, they remind you of things, you know, they can take you to a place, you know, a moment in time. And it's this particular music I was listening to. I remember a moment in time that I was in and I was sharing it with some some people. And it was a good time, even though I had a whole lot going on in my life and other people had so many different things going on in their life as well. But this particular person, I sent um, the, a clip, like I recorded, my, not myself, like I recorded the iPad of the music playing. And, um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and then I voice recorded, I was just like, oh, you know, I remember 
where we were. We were having a good time and we were singing this song and it was so awesome. And the response from the person was just clearly not what I thought it was going to be. And so Andrew, y'all, I'm telling the story for a reason because when I shared it with Andrew last night, he was like, you got offended. I was like, I did not get offended. He was like, yes, you did. I said, how you figure? I said, and so my thing was, so now it's helping me. Like, trust me when I tell you guys, like this ministry, anything that we share and talk about on this podcast, it's either I'm working it, having had worked it or whatever, but offense, you know, I shake my fist at it because I definitely don't want to be a person that extends offense and I definitely don't want to be a person that it receives offense. And so I got offended and I had to accept the fact that I got offended because I did not get the response from the person that I thought I was going to get. Now, what I've discovered about myself is that typically, you know, not all the time, but I'm kind of like an in-the-moment person. You know, if I remember something, if I think of something, I'll send somebody a text or da-da-da-da. And in that moment, okay, so granted, she could have probably been having some other stuff going on in her life, and so I have to give the benefit. The Bible talks about believing the best and everything. But just know that the only reason why I got offended is because I've had this going ongoing with this person, ongoing with this person that I may send them a text or I may extend my love or I may extend my appreciation or I may just randomly, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. And I just get back this real like dry response. Okay. So, so I got offended, but I didn't want to accept that I got offended because my feelings were hurt. So let's let me just finish it. So I'm in the kitchen and I'm walking around and I was like, I'm tired of my feelings getting hurt by this person. So I was like, I'm blocking her. <laughs> I'm blocking her. And so I told Drew, Drew's like, what'd you block her for? And I was like, because I'm tired of my feelings being hurt. And he said, so we talked about this offense thing in the car a little bit. So he said, before you blocked her, like what was going through your mind? And truthfully, the first thought that went through my mind is something that he tells us all the time. He says, don't make a major decision in a low place. And I did it anyway, because I was just like, because because <laughs> because I don't like my feelings being hurt. So Andrew's like, well, what if you need to send her another message? And I was like, well, what if she needs to reach you? And I'm like, well, if she needs to reach me, she's going to have to find another way. But if I want to reach back out to her, <laughs> I can unblock her. But I'm going to unblock her. I'm going to do that now. Okay, so so now you can see readily how all of us is affected by this thing called offense on one level or another. But now, see, and I'm glad you were so transparent, and because of that, I'm able to piggyback on it and share a great thought to our listeners today. I'm blocking her, you guys. And now here's, here's the thing we need to understand. Number one, you justified your offense because that's how we do it. We justify it. But number two, was that the right or the biblical response? That's where we get in trouble at. We are told things in the word how we should handle things. But what most people don't know, to be told and do it 
you know, know it is one thing, doing it is another entity. Right. And so it is, it is, we don't practice it as easy as we see it. Right. Now, the response according to Romans is said, don't render evil for evil. In other words, what made me change to God? The same thing that made you change to God. The goodness of the Lord is what lead people to repent. Mm-hmm. And God was good to us when we wasn't responding. So he asks us to practice you this process. No, seriously. <laughs> no, that's good. No, no, yeah. no, no, that's no, good. no. So, because I know our listeners will yeah. be helped by that, so I'm sharing that with them. Yeah. So God asks us to, uh, God, God was good to us when we wasn't good back toward him or responding right. to him. Right. But by his persistent goodness, yeah. it made us change our mind. Our hearts, our wills, our direction about life. So he asks us to practice that on people mm-hmm. when they don't reciprocate back to us what we're giving to them. Of course, it, yeah. it, of course it draws from you and it pulls on you. But obviously there must be something in the word that God have given to us where we can live offense free. It's there and we're going to talk about it, okay. if not in this podcast, for sure in the next one. Okay. But so, so uh, no, the Bible says, do good to those who don't do good to you. Mm-hmm. Pray for those who even use you. That's right. That's what the word say. Then he told Jesus, say, bless people yes. who are cursed you wow how many people how many people in the land are doing that word you know uh, well all of us are pulled on by our ego Mm -hmm. our pride Mm -hmm. our flesh and really to be honest with you that's what be talking Mm -hmm. most of the time and when we take in offense either one of them have grabbed us you know who you who you must don't know who i am treat me like that you know (laughs) so that's pride right there Mm -hmm. or the need to be right Mm -hmm. Or my expectation been let down. Mm-hmm. I expected something else from you. You didn't give me what I was expected. Now I'm offended, yeah. you know, but I am. But what it cost me. Yeah. That's what we're trying to talk so about. So ultimately, even like if you can go back and listen to other podcasts that we've done, you'll notice that we're very repetitive because the word is repetitive. Repetitive is it's inexhaustible. It's used to be a teaching tool. Right. So you've kind of heard us talk about things like this before, but... um. The responsibility that we have is to always be mindful to do the word of God. And sometimes it requires us to overextend ourselves, kind of like what, you know, Andrew was saying. Right. And um, in order to do it. in order to do it. And right. in a particular situation like like the one I was talking about, I just want to clarify that this is somebody that I've known for years um, and um uh, the behavior has kind of been consistent, but I've stuck in there anyway, and I've put forth the effort to do the word, which is with all that getting, getting, understanding. Wisdom right. is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all that getting, getting, understanding. Right. So just know that I'm going to be over here <clears throat> doing the word. I unblocked her, and I'm going to continue to pray for her and pray for our relationship because I believe that we have one. It's just weird. It's interesting. I won't even say that. I take that back. It's interesting. But um, when we're talking about this offense piece, that's a big part of it, too. Whenever you find yourself in offense, it is or you, you've, ex- you've extended it or you've received it. Um, the word 
would challenge you Mm -hmm. to get an understanding because there's a reason why you responded the way that you did. Mm -hmm. It's maybe even a reason why the person said what they said or did what they did. So in effort to keep peace and in effort to love your neighbor as you love yourself, we have to do the word. You have to think about how you would want to be treated in a situation like that. Right. So, yeah. Right. That's, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and you're absolutely right. We are, we are repetitive on purpose because in the times we live in, something got to work. We have not found anything better than God's word because God's word, God's integrity is behind his word. God don't just say something. He don't just give suggestions. He give wisdom for life and he give you the results promise when applied. You got it. So it's not that people don't have a shortage of information. It's people that are majorly in a crisis for revelation, the insight how to, and then see the results promise come. Only God's word. So on purpose, we will com- will continue saying certain elements of things over and over again because I can't improve on God's wisdom, and you can, and no other human can, to be honest. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, we started out with the home and we talked about how um, it cost us. So it cost, it cost the home what? It cost them the power of agreement. Mm-hmm. That, that is that union that God say, if you do this, whatever you ask, I'll get involved. Because that's why Jesus said in the 20th verse, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am I in the midst of you. In other words, agreement bring Jesus in the midst of our home. And then when Jesus come in the midst of any situation, then we can give, we can have a predictable outcome to what the Lord promised us. So we really need to, um, let's emphasize this for a minute because last night we had the opportunity to have um, fellowship with a couple. Again, we won't name any names because it's not necessary, but the story, the principle um, that was, that we got from it was definitely relevant in um, a teaching moment. A teaching moment. Absolutely. So, we, you know, Andrew and I don't mind talking about ourselves, so we'll probably end up giving an illustration of how, you know, if we didn't do the word, how it would affect our home. But we're going to talk about this other couple just briefly. Um, had a situation last night where we were having fellowship, and we were just talking, and you know, about stuff that we normally talk about. But one of the things I've learned from our mentors, the Freemans, and I'm sure they won't mind us, is that they are very, very, very much... Um, uh, transparent, but they're also very, very, very much um, involved with people having healthy relationships. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So whenever we get together with them, we can talk about stuff. We can talk about anything. We can laugh, but before we leave, they, they always going to ask us what, how, you, how do, we doing? How you doing? How we doing? <laughs> they want to know how we're doing, and Absolutely. so we 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 pick that up. You know, whenever we have you know, fellowship with other couples, because a lot of times we can be real phony. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, me, I don't, I don't choose to be that way. You don't choose to be Mm -hmm. that way. And we have people in our life Mm -hmm. that have really encouraged us in that transparency. Right. No, I mean, you got to sit up there and tell all your business and lay it all out. But what it's saying is, Hey, you know what? You're not alone. You're not going through married life, family life, business life by yourself, you know? And so a lot of times when we're going through something, we can think that, oh, ain't nobody else in the world experiencing what we're experiencing. But we've come to find that when we spend time with other married couples, 
that they've experienced some of the things that we've experienced, you know, whether it be, you know, ch- challenges with your children, mm-hmm. um, financial difficulties, mm-hmm. um, communication challenges. issues, yeah, right. health challenges, mm-hmm. um, bedroom sex, whatever mm-hmm. the issue may be, because we all can have them. Right. So we were talking last night, just kind of sharing, you know, how things are going with the ministry, with our personal life and I made a comment about being very happy in, you know, in our life and so many things I've learned and so many things we've put to practice to mm-hmm. to help build a healthy, healthier marriage and healthier um, right. family life. Right. And so the um, pastor that was there was like, now they've eaten with us before and we've had right. conversations before, right. but he basically opened up and was outstanding like... Outstanding couple too. Yeah, yeah. outstanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and they were just like, well, you know, since we're being all transparent, basically, you know, right. it was kind of like right. there was something that was working on he right. and his wife even right. coming to the right. the dinner that we had. Right. And so he took that opportunity, first of all, to say he appreciated our transparency and in, in him being a, recognizing our transparency, it gave him room to be transparent and talk about an issue that he and his wife were having. The gist of it is that um, they fell out about something, and he he prefaced it by saying that's not normal. They don't do a whole lot of falling out. They got a good marriage. Got a good marriage. They've been married over 20-some years, I believe, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And so... um, the point was that, but the but offense came. In. Offense came. It did. Offense came, and he didn't recognize it as offense right. readily. Right. Um. But we were able to kind of walk them through by allowing them to communicate with each other what was going on. It was like mm-hmm. he was asking Andrew, like from a male's perspective, right. and my thing was, okay, that's great. Right. Get a male's perspective, but your wife is right here. Right. Ask her what it is and that boy, she needs. Did that turn thing. Around yeah. at that table. Ask her what she needed. Talking to each other. Yeah, and so she shared. And so um he really appreciated that. But let's just say this that issue moved him out of his bedroom. Mm-hmm. He was upset. Mm-hmm. Not only did it move him out of his bedroom, because you said offense will move you out of place. Move you out of place. But he also started experiencing some health challenges. That's what he told As a result of it. He said it. He said, he he was said because sick. His wife is the most, outside of God, mm-hmm. she is the most important thing to him. Yeah. He loved her yeah. so much, and yeah. it bothered him. And she loved him, too. It's obvious. Yeah, but we ain't really talking about her <laughs> right now. We talking about him because yeah. he's the one right. who took on who, the offense. He did, and he okay? took the blame for he it. Did. He, he did. He did. But he said he started feeling all... You know, in his body and in his, and you know, he was, he, it took him somewhere. His mind was being under attack. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about this offense and we're talking it's about how, how it affects the home, it affected even for those couple of days that they were having this disagreement, mm-hmm. it took them out of agreement with one of another. It, it, it shut down God's power and blessings on him because he know he was in a different zone because as a man of God, he know how to tell other people how to get healed, yet he feeling this stuff being sick, not because of something he have done directly to his body, but he have opened up and broken a spiritual principle. You got it over the home life, the family life, because the devil don't care what he used to get between us, long as he get between us. And offense is key in the home, what he used to get between husbands and wives. And they harbor it long enough, it turns over into bitterness. 
resentment, mm-hmm. all of that come out of offense. You know, bitterness, resentment, where the person, when they walk in the door, you actually start hating to see their face. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, it gets that bad. But, 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 but it was first introduced as Satan bait. Opportunity to stumble is coming, is bound to come. That's what Jesus said in the NIV. So it costs you agreement and it shuts down the power of God when we to be our source. To be yeah. our source. Yes. When we're praying, we're supposed to forgive. Yes. And yes. how are we gonna do that if yes. we're offended? Yes, you can. So it's a big boy and a big girl move to make when you number one recognize that you possibly extended the offense, but you are now operating in offense and how it's affected. So ultimately it's a fight to reconcile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It should be a race. Like when you recognize it and you want to recognize it soon, you want to fix it. Jesus said that we're to go to our brothers and sisters. Even before we give a gift, he said, leave it at the altar and go reconcile, go do whatever it takes to get that harmony and unity back in place with your brothers and sisters. I'm laughing over here, y'all, because (laughs) Andrew is quick to go buy a present. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he is quick Of course it took me a while to understand That that was his, that was his love language That was his way of apologizing um, But me I'm not You know I like gifts But I'm not That's not my thing I would rather us communicate And I'd rather hear him say Hey I missed it I apologize Not necessarily I'm sorry But I apologize And then I think it's important to know that you know what you're apologizing for. Yeah. It's kind of like even how we train our children. If you if you see your kids or your child and someone else's child having a disagreement and you get involved in it and you say, you know, hey, you guys need to apologize. I think it's important for them to know what it is they're apologizing for because until you know what it is that you're apologizing for, that's what that I'm sorry going to keep coming. You're going to keep saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry because you're just trying to get over the hump. But when you apologize, you're taking responsibility for what you did. Would you agree? I do. You know, one of the things the 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 the, man, the servant of the Lord last night in the setting we was privileged to be with the couple brought out that, you know, he went and told his wife, look, I'm sorry, but she didn't respond <laughs> right. the way that he wanted to. And that made him he blow up. <laughs> exactly. And so he asked me, he asked us about that. He's saying, you know, so I say, well, why, if I wanted to get it together with you just a day ago why are you gonna wait now choosing your time and then he said why don't you just wait three or four months down the road so what we have to watch out for that when we do what we supposed to do based upon the revealed will of God toward each other it is not my responsibility any longer how you respond I have a desired respond that I want from you of course reconciliation but what if you don't give it at that time do I go back into offense because what happens when you go back it always get worse that's what Jesus said you know so the, the situation get more difficult as you can see it got more difficult because that's the way it worked you see so we have to also set that just because I tell somebody I love you, mm-hmm. they may don't want to tell me that right back. 
I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> it's just the truth. That's the they, truth. they may don't want to tell me that yeah. at that present time. Right. So I got to be in a place that when I open myself and tell a person I love them, I may don't get the, 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 the result. I mean, the immediate uh, reciprocation back of someone saying, I love you too, or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. So do I allow that to get me all messed up emotionally and get me back over into the place of being offended? It's very easy to do so. And that's why this teaching, these teachings are so important because we're being trained. We need to hear the word of God. We need to hear, you know, what our response is supposed to be to certain situations because um, when we do things, our motives should be pure, Right. And so once your motives are pure, I mean, I, and I'm kind of like I said, I'm speaking to myself even in a situation because I'm I was thinking about when I, you know, sent the video recording. I was like, well, it was just a moment. I was just thinking about her and I was thinking about that time. So and my motives were pure. But immediately I, I, I must say that I really thought that. I don't know that maybe it would have encouraged conversation or maybe she then would have said something back along those lines. But because it didn't happen that way, that's that allowed that to shut so, me down. So, the, so the word here, you had expectation. So you communicate that to now the listeners because they need to know that expectation can be let down. Expectation can be let down. <laughs> we should be able to handle it without getting offended. Right. So I, you know, even though I didn't think I was offended, obviously the fact that <clears throat> I'm still talking about it, um, mm -hmm. it hurt my feelings. I mean, so hurting your feelings can be offense. Can hurting your feelings be offense? Well, well I mean, cause I mean, you know, think about it. We have hurt other people feeling sometimes didn't know it mm -hmm. sometimes knowingly. Mm -hmm. So, yes, it is. But but. Feelings hurt, and how a person handle that being hurt can either go into offense mm -hmm. or unforgiveness, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. I mean, just depending yeah. upon what person that spiritually. And so, even in a situation like this, I mean, even like this, this is a teaching moment too. This is a teaching moment right here because, you know, I'm having to make some major decisions in this whole situation about how I'm going to handle it because it's good that I'm talking about it, that's healthy. Always. But I can't keep keep harping on it. Well, you're not like, gonna hop on it. Yeah. This is a teaching moment here. Mm -hmm. But after this, you should be over for <laughs> with, <laughs> with this stuff. <laughs> that, that is, okay. We should be all right. It's good. It is well. Okay. So okay. So we're out of the home. So we're okay. so now. Um, I think everybody. Like I would like to. I hope that everybody has kind of got a um a gist of what we're saying and how agreement can um how offense can cost you agreements right in your home right and that can go as far as things that you are in faith for because as husband and wives and even if you're not married that's just talk to the single woman right now or the single man right now um you can be in agreement with God's word you can be in agreement with Holy Spirit you can be in agreement with someone else you may have a friend you may have you know um you may have you may have a I would say a child because yeah if you're doing things on a family scale you know and you're building your home together you know having those family meetings mm -hmm. you can talk to your family and say hey you know this is the vision for this house and have input about the vision for the house and 
where we plan on going. And you want the agreement from your family and the support from your family. So it's not always just a husband and wife. It can be, you know, like I said, a single woman or a single man. You can come in agreement with a friend or a family member. But the goal is that once you come in agreement, just know the opportunity to get out of agreement is also made available at any given time because the enemy hates for us to be in agreement. He would love for us to be divided. Right. He would love for us to be at odds. And so any opportunity that's given to you to be at odds with someone about something, you got to understand that it is going to, it could potentially, okay, cost you what you've just stood before God and you're saying that you're in faith for, that you're in agreement with about, and that you are believing him for. Because now your thought life, if you will, can get, go down a rabbit trail. Right. And now you start giving your energy to things that are not productive and you miss the opportunity to be in, to stay in that mode of thanksgiving, to stay in that mode of gratitude, to stay in that mode of, you know, doing your, doing your part in the word to see the manifestation of the thing that you're praying about and an agreement over come to pass. So it can cost you agreement. Absolutely. And of course, we need to know in the home that there are certainly biblical principles to diffuse uh, opportunity to be living offended with each other. One of them is Proverbs 15 and 1. You quoted that yesterday, even a soft answer, turn away wrath, but grievous words stirs up anger. A soft answer will put out the fire. But grievous words will pour kerosene on anger, flame it up. You got to make little things so much bigger than what they really are. Then we are told in, of course, Ephesians 4 and 20 to be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven us. So we got to always use the revelation as believers. How God forgave us is the standard we use to forgive one another. So, Andrew, so basically it kind of comes back around to even the spiritual maturity that we've been talking about. Absolutely. Because like we talked about the other day, you know, we're saying all this stuff. Mm. We've practiced a lot of it, but it still doesn't change the fact that you can get upset about something I can get upset At about something. At any given moment. And then we you have to, to it. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and there are moments where you you mm-hmm. find yourself, you know, giving a little bit more to it than you know you should. But then, then the Holy Spirit will quicken you and there just you be, bring you back around and be like, hey, yeah. come on, you need to fix that. Like, you can't stay there. It's our responsibility <clears throat> to practice the word we know. Mm-hmm. How you get all the biblical knowledge that God have made available to this this nation here, mm-hmm. and then and and the church, uh, the time spent in church, out of church, around other believers who understand the things of God, and we feel that we are exempt from practicing these principles just because it's hard. Mm-hmm. God tells you to do many things that you don't feel good about doing it, mm-hmm. but to do right is right, mm-hmm. whether you feel right or not. Mm-hmm. You got it? And so it goes back to what you're saying, mm-hmm. maturity. Mm-hmm. That's what we're living at a level that our emotions are not controlling us, but we are letting a new way of living dictate our outcomes about life decisions. So uh, that that uh, further goal to show you is one thing to know the information. It's another thing to do it. Now, I'm sure while we're talking and sharing with our listeners, mm-hmm. we got both groups, mm-hmm. people who know, 
and don't do it, people who know and are doing it, you got it. So, and then there are those who don't, who haven't been taught, you know, not on this level that we're sharing these things. And, you know, we we were just recently um, in a situation where we we witnessed how offense can look. Yeah, we're at 45 minutes, so we're going to just go. Just we're, we're almost done. We're almost done. We're going to wrap it up. Andrew pointing at the clock. Y'all want us to go on. I know you want to hear some more. <laughs> but, okay, we're going to wrap it up because we not even supposed to be going over 30 minutes, but it's okay. Um, so what we witnessed offense, so you can see it. You can see if somebody in offense, and it doesn't have to um, – I mean, not always look the same either, you know right, – right. um, People can how they treat you when yeah. they see you. People who ain't seen you in a while, and you had uh, some, a measure of relationships with each other, whether it be working on a job or going to the same church. In my case, of course, I have many opportunities because over the years pastoring people, you get to see people who have been a part of your ministry and for various reasons no longer part of your ministry, but living in the same city where you live, you're bound to run across some of these people and you have to decide how you're going to behave and it can't always be based on how people behave who once was under your leadership, right. you got it. So that's speaking not from the standpoint of church and mm-hmm. a pastor position because then it's teams, uh, your team on a job or in a business, you know, uh, uh, one person does this or say that, you know. So, I mean, it it, it can vary for sure. And so um, I definitely wanted to, we're going to go ahead and conclude, but <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> I told y'all to look out for that coffin. But um, one of the things that we're going to wrap this, the, um, the broadcast, the podcast up with this week is um, two things really quickly. Um, the Bible the instructions, the the fact that God has put in his word that he's given us pastors and leaders, okay, and teachers. So we go to a facility because we're the church. Because, you know, we always talk about we going to church, we going to church, but we are the church. So when we gather at a facility, we're the church. And so with that being said, um, we're hearing week in and week out. Sometimes twice a week for those of us who participate in Bible studies. And even more than that, when you're living the life of a believer, there's going to always be constant conversation around the things of God to build you up. The Bible talks about, you know, faith coming by hearing and hearing the word of God. The Bible also talks about being doers of the word and not hearers only. So with that being said, when we're coming together and we have a pastor like yourself, a teacher that's sharing the word of God with us. You are looking for a response. You're looking for us to do the word. You're looking for us to you're looking to see the manifestation of what you've been putting on the inside of us week in and week out. And we know that we all grow at different paces and their pace and everything. But the one of the one of the things that brings God joy. OK, but also any leader or mentor or person that you have in your life is to see that you're doing what they're instructing you to do. Okay, so with that being said, we're um, constantly always talking about all the trials and tribulations and issues and all the different things that we go through in life. But it's an awesome opportunity to be able to do what we've been taught. And it's very rewarding when you can say, hey, I did the word. 
So this is very like appropriate to to add on with this talking about the cost of offense because we just spent over 40 something minutes talking about how to do the word to overcome in an area that we're that, you know, number one, it a stumbling block. It can be a hindrance to our witness. It could be a hindrance to us, you know, growing in Christ Jesus. It can be a hindrance to our agreement and the things that we're believing for. So we have a responsibility to, to do the work. And one of the one of the illustrations that I'll use from that is um and I was telling Andrew and a friend of mine this week is what good would it do for somebody who's in the military or on the police force or a fireman, if you will, anybody that's training for any type of thing, athletics, and you never have an opportunity to do or use what you've been training for. We are in training every single day and every single week when we hear the word of God. When we spend time with God, when we spend time in God's word, when we spend time gathering in a facility, when we go to conferences and we sit. And the goal is to hear the word so that we can apply it in our lives so that when situations like offense and other things that can come to us, challenges in your health, anything that comes to us, we then have a responsibility to do the word. So it's like you almost want to say embrace those things that come. You know what I'm saying? And I know we don't like them. Okay, but it's an opportunity for us to do what we say that we know. And then we we discover that getting offended and or extending offense becomes less and less because you pass the test. You 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 master that goal. If a person is working out and they're saying, hey, my goal is that I want to lose 50 pounds and I want to, you know, lean out my muscle or whatever the case may be. They're going to have to put the work in. They're going to have to discipline themselves to say, Absolutely. They're going to work out, that they're not going to eat certain things, that they're going to, you know what I'm saying? They're going to get their rest. They're going to drink their water. They're going to do everything they need to do. But when they reach that goal of losing that 50 pounds and their muscle is lean out and all this kind of stuff, they're going to have to maintain that. Maintenance is necessary. So when we're talking about the word of God, when that opportunity comes and you you get get offended, you do the word, okay, it's going to come again. Right. But it gets easier and easier and easier for you to recognize it and then readily respond yes. to doing the word. Yes. So come on, like we gotta um well, mo- God also give you grace for yeah, anything you that grace. he tell you to do. But get out of this mindset yeah. that because we are in this world, right. even though Jesus has come and overcome the world for us, right. we are in it. And we are spiritual beings living in a physical body in this world system. Which means we're going to have encounters. Yeah, we are. Constantly. All the time. So with that, we, have, um, we can do this. And then the last thing. Was because I said two. The other one was over in um, Galatians, and I told you I was beating it the other day. Mm-hmm. There are going to be opportunities, and let me see if I can find that scripture. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and say what you were going to say, and I'm going to find that scripture. Yeah, well, you <laughs> you speaking on doing the word, and of course, there there are you know several things how people respond to uh, off being offended or offense. Number one, you can do nothing, mm-hmm. and then when you don't do anything, then you allow what. You've been offended over mm-hmm. to brood inside of you mm-hmm. to it affects you. What Hebrews call Hebrews chapter 12, 14, it said that we shouldn't let anything disqualify us from the grace yeah. of God 
or the favor of God. So offense lifts favor off of you because the Bible says it'll turn into a root of bitterness. Mm-hmm. So that's from the person who say, I ain't, they ain't did nothing wrong to me, mm-hmm. and yet it's going on inside of them the whole time. So I call that doing nothing. The second response, a person saying, I'm going to get even. That's when they're doing something, but they're doing something back, devices or vindicative or just outright taking revenge. And yet the scripture told us in Romans uh, chapter uh, 12 and 24 that we were to do not render evil for evil. But 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 somebody do us evil, it said turn around and do good to them. Mm-hmm. So that means there cannot be that mindset of getting even with a person. Then the other response can be do the word. Mm-hmm. That's what you've been talking about there. The Bible says in um, Psalms 119, verse uh, 165, that in nothing you will be offended. When you love the word of God or when you have taken God's word, it have it gets you at a place where you are able to live offense free. Mm-hmm. You know, the, that's Psalms 119 verse 165. You see, they say they that love your law, nothing shall offend them. Mm-hmm. So it's the it's getting that word in your pl- in place in your heart like it's supposed to be that cause you to live offense free. So we can live offense free. And that's that's the key. That's one of the things we, we want you to walk away from that, knowing that it is possible to do this. Um, you can do nothing or get even or do the word. And let's just choose to do the word. Let's choose to please God. Um, because doing the word, just like accepting Jesus, just like everything, there's nothing that we can do that's not going to require faith. Doing the word requires faith. Faith in what? Believing that God is and that his word is true and that it will it, will, it won't return to him void. And it's going to accomplish what he sent it to do. But we got to do it. We have a responsibility to do it. So in closing, um, I wanted to just tie this up because we were talking about you know, um, giving the opportunity to do the word and when these thoughts come, even dealing with um, offense. We already know about the renewing your mind and why that's important as a believer. But this was something that came to me um, a couple of mornings ago. And this is just a part of the verse. Um, I'll have to probably go back and look exactly where it is. But I know it's in Galatians and I want to say it's in five. And is it verse seven? Is it verse seven? You're running. Does it start at verse 7? Because it didn't break it. Because I just copied and pasted to my Mm -hmm. notes. And it didn't put the numbers in there. Okay, Andrew's going to double check that, you guys. Give me one second. I think it's Galatians 5 and 7. Said you did run well. Uh, Let me see. You did, yeah. Okay, so. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Okay, so it's talking about. You know, Paul is talking to the the church about, and, and <coughs> excuse me, Paul is talking to the church, and I know, and I'm, and I, ooh, I am in no way trying to <clears throat> take a scripture and misinterpret it or just apply it any way recklessly, but <clears throat> in this particular situation. What he said in this passage really spoke to me because of something that I was um, experiencing last week that came to me. So it goes, this is what it says, you were running a good race. And to me, that interpreted, you were doing good. And no, y'all, I didn't fall off. (laughs) 
I'm just saying that the opportunity to um, give my thoughts to something that wasn't healthy presented itself. And it says you were running a good race. And I, and I, to me, I interpret it. You were doing good, girl. You was doing good. And then it said, um, who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? So it's like, who said something? Who did something? What happened that got you to the point where you was you was running fine, you was doing good, and then something happened and got you off? And then it, then it goes on to say, that kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. That t- interpreted the media. That thought right there, you know that was not from God. You You know that wasn't from God. And then it goes on to say, a little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. So that, to me, I was like, huh, just that little thought for that moment or for those couple of days that I was entertaining it was like a little bit of yeast. And if I would have, and it was, it was trying to spread and trying to take me to another place of um, entertaining some things. So all I'm saying to you is that, come on, you're running your race. You're diligent in the call that God has had on your, has on your life, whatever that may be. Then we need to recognize the voice of the enemy when it comes to get you off. And when it comes to get you off, you need to say, that's not my father's voice. And then you need to realize, that, okay, what, where this particular thought is trying to take you. So as we close on offense, that was a that was a good nugget that I feel like mm-hmm. will help all of us continue to grow. That come on, we you know, in order to to um, to fulfill the goal or to see the the end of what we're in faith for, what we're standing and we'll believe in God for, it's going to require us to do some work. It's going to require us to have some discipline. It's going to require us to recognize when when the enemy is bringing offense to us through whomever. And just know it can come through anybody. It can. And so to say, hey, I'm not going to allow you space in my life. That's not from God. And then we learn how to handle things according to the word. So that's that's really what we wanted to leave you guys with <clears throat> all the time. That we're not supposed to just be doers of the word. I mean, not supposed to just be hearers of the word, but we are supposed to be doers. And our goal is to help you grow in your faith, to become fluent in faith, to know that without faith, which is Hebrews eleven six, which is my foundational scripture for this ministry of fluent in faith, without faith, it is impossible to please God and know that everything that we do requires faith. It requires faith. It requires faith. It requires faith. Um, we love you guys. It's probably one of the longest podcasts we've done, but I promise you it's it was well worth you sitting and taking your lunch break or your time to hear it out. Oh no, it depends. I might see. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it breaks down, but thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you for being an active participant in the movement of fluent in faith and getting the message of, um, the importance of understanding the language that, um, 
of the believer. And I want to thank my husband again for being on board with me and all the wisdom that he brought. So make sure that you leave me a comment. Let me know how this uh, message has ministered to you because I know it has. I know it will. Um, Again, Facebook, you can follow me there. Instagram, you can follow me there. Um, I love you guys. Let's go team fluent in faith. Have a great weekend.